The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. are listening to the urban sports scene and we are part of Empire Media. That's AmpireMedia.com. I'm Will Lane here with my boy Will T. The homie Ray Gigi's out. What's going on, Will? Everything's copacetic on this end, man. You know, first Skip and Shannon breakup. Every day I wake up. Oh, I thought you was going to do that too. <laughs> Once you said Skip and Shannon breakup, I thought you was about to quote the whole too. I just, I, see, I, this is what happened. You have two black dudes together, two dark ass dudes together. Oh, yeah, you know this is going to be like an uncut joint. You know that, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, man, absolutely. So it's darkness together, bro. There's no light. Yeah, man. So, um, end of an era, sports debate era, seven yeah, years, facts, man. Facts, facts, no, facts. Skip and Shannon, FS1. Um, really don't see anyone. Watching that channel anymore? Nah, they lost it. Yeah, I mean Joy's on the channel. I mean Joy's on there. Colin Cowherd, to to Nick um, Nick Wright and Colin Cowherd. Colin Colin Cowherd. Yeah, I like I like him. I've always liked him though. I think he's uh, he's interesting. I mean, mean, to me, I don't care for him. I don't. I really don't. I could tell. (laughs) I don't. I care about Joy though. I know you do. <laughs> a little bit more than anybody else who doesn't really know her. I know. We, I think me and her would be best friends, though. We would be besties. Yeah, that's Anytime you say that about somebody you don't know, that seems a little bit unhealthy, my brother. <laughs> it's gotta be Just a little why, why unhealthy. Why gotta be on that, bro? It's all good, man. Let's get into it. All right, let's get into it. Go ahead, bro. Empire Media. <laughs> Excuse me. Wow. Let's get into it. <laughs> Empire on. Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows such as the John Com Report hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders Insider John Com and Jones Football hosted by USA Today Insider who? Mike Jones. What? Mike Jones. All right. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the urban sports scene. Make sure you subscribe to our to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Hey, this show can be found on the Podcast DC app, uh, the local app with hundreds of options in local news and health in the DMV region. Download, excuse me, download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also, join us. We should join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene Sports Bloggers, Sports Podcasters, and Sports Debates. Will T. Let's get into our tradition of pregame. All right, man. We'll talk about the Washington, Washington Commanders minicamp with Seawall Sports and Entertainment's Candy Waller. Then at 820, Double Take Sports CEO and Washington Wizards reporter Karita Parks will join us to talk about 
Wizards president Michael Winger hiring Will Dawkins to be the team's new GM, and them working on a possible trade. Them working on a possible trade involving Bradley Bill. At eight thirty-five, we'll talk about the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA Finals, which happened Monday night. And finally, we'll talk about Teofimo Lopez defeating Josh Taylor to win the WBO Junior Welterweight Title. Wayne and Jermaine from the Adams Boxing Show will join us to discuss the fight. All right, right now, I'm going to in, though. Right now, we have Seaball Sports and Entertainment's Candy Waller on the line. What is good, Candy? Hey, everybody. How you guys doing? Doing just splendid. How about yourself? I like splendid. It's good. That's a good word, bro. It is a good word. Yeah. I am splendid as well. That's good to hear. A good, good fucking word, Will. <laughs> All right, Candy. Let's let's get started. Uh, Washington just—they're uh, in the midst, or just—they're the, the, excuse me—they just ended their uh, mini camp. How did and you know the question that everybody in DC is eager to know? How did Sam Howell look? You know, Sam Howell would look good. I thought Sam Howell would look solid. He definitely, he's progressing. There's definitely it's some kinks that need to be worked out. Um, he's he's definitely showing, he, he's young, uh-huh. right? But I saw progress even from his overall just poise uh-huh. and swag, if you will. Uh-huh. So definitely still trying to work out some kinks for sure. There's some, def, you know, some improvement points that need to be made. But Sam ain't scared. He gonna launch. He gonna launch the football, and he's gonna try. You know, some 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 risk there, but um, overall solid. The quarterback room is definitely in a much better place than it was last June. So that's right. a good thing. All right, Candy. Coach Rivera said that there will be a real quarterback competition between Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. Did you get that sense? Um, and also on top of that, Jahan Dotson came out recently with some comments that. Sam Howe, for all in his mind, is the guy. Do you get that sense from the team that it, that it is truly an open competition, or do you get the sense that Sam Howe is the guy? I don't get the sense that there is a competition. I do get the sense that Sam Howell is the guy, and that's no shade to Jacoby Brissett, Jake Trump, no one else. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, sometimes you have to say those things out loud, to make it spicy, right? It, it, to, it to get those those gears really grinding in the way you want them to for Sam to truly embrace being NFL QB one, right? I think I think it's I I, I don't want to be like okay, it was all lip service, but for real, y'all, it's lip service. I think those <laughs> are the things that you gotta say and you gotta keep it going. I, I'm sure you all um, you all heard about the reports that they've had Sam mic'd up, yeah. you know, they're doing different things to get him in the mode. Now, let's be clear. Jacoby had a great OTAs as well. Uh-huh. You know, he's really good at OT- OTAs. Um, so, I, I don't I don't foresee them not going with Sam at QB1 unless he just completely stinks up training camp. But I, I don't see that happening. You mentioned uh, Jacoby Percent. How does he look at minicamp? Is he is he killing it? Was he killing it in terms of yeah. comparison to Sam Howe? Is he be- does he yeah, look better I mean, than to you, or is it is Howe that much better than Brissett? What what I for sure saw out of Jacoby Brissett is that he's been here before, uh-huh. right? I definitely saw that veteran presence for certain. I I, I don't. I, he and Sam both did a good job, 
But what I can for sure say, he's been there before. He's he's been he's been under center as QB one, QB two on on game day, uh-huh. and you know Sam hasn't done that except for one time, you know, in a, in a regular season. So. I could see the difference there and, and especially getting used to the tempo that, that didn't see, it wasn't hard for Joe to get used to the tempo. I think there was some needing to get used to the tempo in such a lackadaisical offense last year. So uh, the commanders brought in uh, um, Eric bien to be the offensive coordinator on offense. How does an EB mini cam look, look like, and can you share any EB stories? Oh, absolutely. Uh, EB <laughs> minicamp is everybody's yelling. I mean, <laughs> um, everybody's yelling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he he's loud. Uh-huh. He you hear him before you see him, and an EB minicamp is fast. Uh-huh. It's speed. He he doesn't want anybody wasting time in the huddle. You got to you know get to the huddle, get to the line. Get off my field. Get to the line. Get to the huddle. Get to the line. Get off the field. Like I mean, it's 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 very cadenced in a quick tempo way. Um, you know, I saw players trying to catch their breaths, and and, I, and when I, I continue to say that on shows, but I don't want anyone to think that the players were like out of shape or gassed. It's not that they are working. They're practicing, practicing even in minicamp. So that's what, you know, EB minicamp looks like. Even from a defense perspective, you saw in um, cornerback Benjamin St. Juice said this in his presser, which was there were times where, where they were shocked, like, oh, you know, like they thought the offense was going to do something and they didn't. They got them. So you're going to see a lot of creativity. You're going to see a lot of even for the stars on offense. Hey, if EB wants you to run it one way and it didn't go the way that he wanted it to go, he's going to tell you to do it again. Um, And so the energy was up all during practice. Never a dull moment in an EB um, practice for sure. All right. One follow-up question for you regarding EB or Eric Bien-Ami, um Candy. Um, mm-hmm. We know that pre- at his previous stop in Kansas City, that wide receiver um, group was built on speed, a lot of speed, guys getting vertical mm-hmm. um, to open up underneath routes for the tight end. Did you see mm-hmm. any of that, any semblance of that um, during minicamp? Absolutely. There will be a lot of creativity. There will be a lot of explosive plays. And the wide receivers, we're going to finally see the track stars this year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, I've all, I've, you know, uh, well, has heard me, you know, joke and say at, at times, you know, it's a four by 100 team, easy mm-hmm. um, on the commander's receivers. And EB was putting them all to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be a, a for sure difference. Exactly what you just said, Will. And it's going to be very similar to what was seen in Kansas City, but he's got here a ton of receivers that are fast they were not utilized in that way previously but you're gonna finally see what we mean when we say this is kind of like the district of speed with these receivers on the commanders so so there's a guy that i like uh candy that uh was a, was a fast dude who wasn't utilized here under scott turner and deami brown uh how did he look in camp did he, did he do anything or is he just like status quo I mean, right now, honestly, it's status quo. Okay. You know, I mean, he I mean, he did good. He was fine. He was solid. Uh, but they got a good group. It's going to be interesting to see 
um, what happens, um, you know, when it comes down to getting to the 50, uh, to the 53 or, you know, the, the active roster is really going to be interesting because it's a really good group and they're all fast, you know, so it's going to be interesting for sure. All right, let's talk about the other side of the ball, particularly Prince George's County's own Chase Young. PJ? Um, he's trying to rebound from that ACL injury um, that he had a couple of years ago. How did he look during this mini camp? Did you, did you notice him being as explosive as he was prior to the injury, or do you think he still is showing the remnants of that ACL tear? Oh, do you have a burst? That's what you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go get, get Y'all are crazy. Uh, Chase doesn't look like he was ever hurt. Mm, like it was, it's no rust. It's no rust. Um, and you know, he said it in the presser. Feels good. You know, he kind of did it, kind of, kind of low. Like, yeah, it feels good. It's like, yeah, dude, you know, you out there already killing it, mm. and so. You know, he's he's wearing a brace. Yeah, I think that's just for mentally and safety reasons or whatever. But he probably I'm sure he does not need it. He did not. He did not look like he was coming off an injury at all. If no one knew he was coming off an injury, you wouldn't be able to tell it. No way. Not at all. How did Montez look? How did Montez sweat look? Montez looks like he's going to have a fast start. Mm -hmm. Montez looks like um, he's going to start where he left off. I mean, Montez ended up being a Pro Bowl alternate last year. Um, and I think he's looking like he's trying to be on that trajectory for sure, um, starting out the season. So both of them look really good. The D-line as a whole is is one one thing that I, I, I think is important to share is that Deron Payne even said in his presser, you know, they start out slow and they understand this is this isn't the year to start out slow. They gotta start out fast. Sure. They gotta be who they who they supposed to be on paper. They gotta be that all season long and they intend on doing that starting week one. How did Mathis look the kid out of, uh, um, out of Alabama who uh, was out last year? Yeah, this is another one that looks like he's he was not hurt. Um, I know he had a really good offseason, really engaged in some, you know, endurance training, speed training, all of that. And 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 he looks the part. He he really looks the part. That's definitely a player that I was um super excited about when the commanders drafted him last year. I was really disappointed, you know, when he had that injury. So we didn't get to see him. But th- that is definitely a name that everyone needs to remember and watch out for because again, another sh- another one who had a very strong Many camp. Okay. All right. So, Candy, in terms of your eyes and what you observe, who had the best camp? This may be a shock. Uh-huh. Antonio Gibson. Okay. Antonio Gibson wow, okay. gets my gets my best camp. Um, and and I think a lot of that it was a lot of a lot of you know I got a lot of um, you know honorable mentions as well, okay. but. That's not a name that we, you know, people have really been talking about. Yeah. Antonio Gibson is really now. We saw it a bit last year, right? Yeah. Of them um, starting to use him in space and where he's really, you know, where he's strong. And even at um, punt returner, kick returner, uh-huh. he was doing all of those things in camp, in mini camp. He looked good, uh-huh. like really good, and you can tell when he's getting stronger and all that. I think he had a great mini camp. Um, of course. Emmanuel Forbes, yeah. Quan Martin, wow, 
Like it is abundantly clear. You all mentioned uh, Jahan Dotson earlier. Jahan Dotson definitely said in a presser, uh, they are very good, very good. <laughs> like that. So um, it, it now everybody should be abundant. There's it, no questions on why they were they were taken in the first and second round. Um, very smart. Looks like they've been watching film on on John and Terry Curtis because they were really ready for the offense um, and they were having a lot of fun. Um, so those are definitely my top three. I mean, of course, you know, like I said, um, who's another name? Sadiq Charles. I, I'm trying to he think about good? the folks that I was really, really paying attention to. Sadiq yeah, he good? did. Okay, he did. He did. So he's starting this year, right? He's starting so far, right? Yes, okay. yes. And so he's going to have to have a big year, right? Kind of like you know, I, I was trying to think about the folks that I was really paying attention to or they started catching my eye. Like Antonio, you know, like AG, I'm like, okay, AG, let's do it. Let's go. Oh, cool. And Sadiq, I definitely had my eyes, of course, on the offensive line. And I thought Sadiq had a very strong mini camp. So that's that's good news. I knew that was good news and one of the things I was going to be watching myself. So, yeah, it was good stuff. Hey, well, Cam, this has been dope, man. Before we let you go, man, how can folks catch you on social media? Catch your stuff on at Bowie. I told you keep plugging that Bowie stuff when you're on the show. Plug that. Plug, <laughs> plug your social media. You know, she queen of Bowie, Bowie TV. You know that, right? She queen of Bowie TV. I didn't know that. Hey, she, she the queen of Bowie TV. <laughs> Not the president. She the queen of Bowie TV, bro. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh -huh. So, okay, let's start with Bowie TV. So, Bowie Television, if you are local to the PG County area, in Bowie and surrounded areas, you can catch um, uh, Coaching from the Couch every day from 1.30 to 2.30 um, on Verizon Fios Channel 11 and Comcast Xfinity Channel 77. And then online, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Seawall Sports and Entertainment. On Instagram, it's at Seawall Sports. On Twitter, at Seawall SE. And then my website, definitely sign up for my email list so you can get all of the updates at www.cwse.com. All right, that's, that's dope. Thanks, Candy, for being on. What else I missed? I'm trying oh, to think. Inside the Wizards. Uh, inside the Wizards, too. You did, yeah, yeah, you are, yeah, sport, yeah, that Sports of the Straits. You Sports of the Straits, too, Will T. Uh, what else? What else you forget? Um, you, don't do think, the, you don't do the podcast, the Little Wizards podcast anymore? You don't do that no more? No, no, we don't do that. Right, we just well, do right. Inside the Wizards, yeah. I try. Okay, thank you. I always look out for my peoples, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Hey, Candy, thanks for being on. We appreciate you. Appreciate you much, Candy. All right. All right. Talk to you all again soon. All right. Talk all to right. you soon. Very soon, Candy. Very soon. All right. All right. Uh, again, that was Candy Waller from Seawall Sports and Entertainment. Follow her on Twitter. That's at Seawall S-E. That's at Seawall S-E, man. All right, man. We'll all right. The Wizards have a GM. He is already working on trading Bradley Bale. <laughs> That sounds like something you would write. I up. did write that. I Double am a, take I am a fucking amazing. <laughs> Double Take Sports Wiz reporter Karita Parks will join us to talk about the Wizards' new front office and a possible Bradley Bill trade after the break. It's the urban sports scene. For I just. You dig? Deuces. On Empire Media, that's empiremedia.com. Happy holidays from the Washington Bullets. Go, Bullets! Go, Bullets!
with Wole and Will, and we are part of Empire Media. That's AmpireMedia.com. The homie Ray Jeezy is out as well. All right, man, right now we have Double Take Sports Washington Wizards reporter Karita Parks on the line. Karita is the founder of Double Take Sports. Karita, what is good? What's up? Happy to be back. Hey, Miss Parks. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. Yes, it's a, it's exciting times, right? If you're like, yeah. No, if 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 you dislike fan. if you dislike Bradley Bill as I much as Wole, I don't dislike Bradley Bill. I don't even know, dude. Okay, excuse me. If you don't believe, don't if, if you do not believe that Bradley Bill fulfills the value of the contract that he has signed, <laughs> it is a great, t- today's news was that's great. That's such a diplomatic way to put it. I know, right? And that's such a factual way to put it. <laughs> like, Will, I like the way you did that. You know what I mean? Now, I don't sound like a hater. Thank you so much, Will T. You're welcome, man. <laughs> you want to take us to the next question, Will? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Karita, you were at the press conference where the Wizards announced Will Dawkins as their new GM. What is the mm-hmm. vibe that you got from that press conference? And also, if you can, tell us a little bit about Will Dawkins. Yeah, so the vibe that I got, first of all, I've been covering the Wizards since 2019. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was the grandest press conference. I have been a part of. Wow, okay. Seriously, it, they had it at a uh, District E, which is a, a venue next to the arena, uh-huh. uh, attached to Gallery Place. There were balloons. There was like graphics. There, you know, it was a big deal. So if you didn't think this change was a big deal when you got there, you realized it was a big deal. Um. But I will say, so the vibe, I mean, you just, like I said, you just really felt that change. It feels like exciting times are ahead. You definitely, it's just a completely different vibe in all honesty from what it was before. And not to say that there was anything wrong with what it was before. It's just you felt a different energy is basically what I'm trying to say. And so Will Dawkins, from what I, from what I learned, uh, he, he came from OKC. He was in the front office at OKC. He worked his way up through the organization. So he started as an intern. He was a video coordinator, worked his way into the front office. Um, and he talked about how that kind of like being in the video, being a video coordinator, he said, you know, he got to watch film and it showed him how to study players. Um, so he just has this journey I thought it was a pretty cool journey to go from an intern to like the front office. But he did say that he always, cause I asked him, I was like, did you have GM aspirations? And he said, you know, I was always crazy enough to think that I could be a GM. So I really liked him from just having a conversation. 
But one thing I've also learned with the Wizards is you got to see how execution occurs. (laughs) So it feels good. Seems like a good vibe. Exciting. But we got to see how it pans out from an execution perspective. Now, I will say Michael Winger he repeatedly said it's going to take time. So he wanted to set expectations. Like, don't think this is about to happen overnight. All right, Karita, you, you stated that uh, Will Dawkins came from the OKC front office. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things I think as fans, we've kind of picked up from the OKC, they're drafting. Um, good young players. Yes, they, they, they draft the best available player, no matter how raw they are. And they develop them. So is that something that as fans we should look – or fans of that team – I'm not going to say I'm a fan. Um, I'm about to say. Don't say we like I'm a fan. (laughs) As as fans, (laughs) is that something that they should look look forward to in this upcoming draft, the strategy to to draft the best available player, no matter if he can help them right now or not? Well, this is what they said. Um, That kind of came up in – I say don't completely quote me because there was a lot that came up in the Uh press conference. But – I do remember this coming up specifically, and from what I recall, they they did say they would be drafting the best available player, but nothing would be short-sighted. So they're going to draft the best best available player, but they're still looking long-term, essentially. But also, um, I did talk to both Winger and Dawkins about the draft, and they said like this year, the approach really has to be leaning a little bit more. First of all, they said they've been kind of studying, like the draft started, for them like a while ago so they've been kind of studying players so it's not like they're coming into this blind but they also said that they have to lean a little bit more on the Wizards staff this particular year Uh, he said you know they might not be doing things how uh, Winger and Dawkins said that Wizards staff might not be doing it how they would how they would do it if they had started you know a while ago and they were coming into full control of the draft, but they're going to kind of work together and make decision, make the best decision for the team. And they did say it might be a little clunky because you're going to have different draft systems and different thought processes in, um, you know, as June 22nd approaches. But I do think you'll see them draft best available player. That's good because they, they need like all the players they can get. They need just pure raw they need talent. talent. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Speaking of a talented individual. Uh, He is is talented. This guy I'm talking about is very talented. Uh, It was reported today, my Twitter Twitter feed was going crazy for real, that the (laughs) Wizards um, and star Bradley Bill are working together to find a possible trade option. Your thoughts thoughts on that, and did you get that vibe at the conference that they were willing to trade Bradley Bill? They didn't specifically say we're willing to trade Bradley Bill, but what they did say Uh is, they are willing to rebuild the roster if that's what they feel like it takes. So that does imply (laughs) that they are willing to trade Bradley Beal. And I mean, I think you have to expect that anything can happen, right? Because you have new blood essentially. And I also felt from Ted Leonis, like he wants to win. He's like, listen, we've had championships with the Mystics, with the Capitals. You know, there's been success with his other teams. So I think at this point, he's like, whatever we got to do, uh-huh. let's do it. 
that's the sense that I'm getting. So I think, you know, like I said, I think we can expect anything to happen. But the thing with Bradley Beal is he does have a say-so because of that trade clause. Yeah. He has a say-so in his trade. So he and his agent also have to be in line with whatever is being proposed. So that's a little tricky because the Wizards can't just make a decision like they would in most cases. Bradley Beal has to say. All right, Karita, let me throw out a scenario for you. Now, we, you know, Wole and other Wizards fans got extremely excited because they said there's a potential for uh, Bradley Beal to be traded and for them to hit a reset. Having take mm-hmm. that, taken that into account, there are two guys who are potential free agents oh, for this yeah, team, um, Kyle Kuzma and Christoph Porzingis. If the mm-hmm. Wizards were to start said reset, do you think that they would bring those two guys back? I don't know if they would bring both of them back. I feel like Kyle Kuzma could fit in with what they're trying, what they may be trying to do. It's hard for me to say what they're trying to do because I don't necessarily know their vision yet, but I just feel like he's the kind of player that they would keep. Um, So I don't know if I see them bringing both back. I feel like if there was one, that was sacrificed, it would possibly be KP. All right, and follow-up question. If they don't bring both of them or one of them back, does that automatically denote that, hey, we're going to start, we're going to, we're going to start that reset um, right around before the season starts? In my opinion, yes. Okay, thank you. I mean, if you, if you think about it, if they, we're hearing these rumors about, and I feel like, you know, we hear Bradley Bill trade rumors all the time. These feel real. <laughs> yeah. um, These feel real. They feel very real. Very real. Yes, they feel very real. So if you think about that, we have these trade rumors. And then if they don't bring Kyle or KP back, then, yeah, you got to assume that they're looking towards a rebuild immediately. Okay, I do have a question then. So, if they say they trade everybody, like, like they don't resign Kuz, they don't resign Porzingis, they, they trade Bradley Bill, like who who gonna be the dude? Johnny right. Davis. Right. So, and, and I think that that's the challenge. <laughs> you said Johnny. You said Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis. <laughs> Damn. Stop. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> Oh, not yet. Not oh, yet. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be Denny. It's going to be Denny. Yeah, it, it, it probably it, it probably no, was, was, that was a joke. It shouldn't be Denny. <laughs> I mean, but but, but yeah, think, you, I mean, think about it. Think about it. Who would be there? I mean, Johnny Davis, Corey Kispert. Yeah, Karina, who would... No, that left to her answer. Who would it be then? That's true. Who would it be? You're asking me... Out of everybody, say non-draft pick, non-draft pick, right? Because the draft is going to dictate. Like who they, who they right now on their roster? Like who would be the person? The current roster, if you take away Bill Porzingis, doesn't sign back, and Kuzma doesn't sign back. I got to be. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ask answer. Who, who you think? Uh, that dude. I mean, I don't know if there's a that dude that would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad, yo. 
Like, <laughs> I mean, no, it's no. It's Tommy, no a horrible lie. job, bro. <laughs> no, I mean, and 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 and, and it's not. You know, and it's not I, nothing. I mean, so, like Delon Wright, I think would definitely thrive, but I don't know that I would say he would be that Damn, dude. Right? Wright, a bunch, a bunch yeah. yeah, I mean, think he about good, it. Though. He played good. I, though. He I played think he good. would thrive, but I think he would thrive if he did if he wasn't just coming off the bench. That's you don't think tough. so? I ain't, no, he played well. I'm not going. No, he played good with the Wizards. I am not. But going. I don't think he would be. I don't think he would be that dude, though. No. You know, Corey Kispert was coming into his own, but he hit like yeah, the know. way he plays. He wouldn't be that dude, you know. That's, he's like I a know. three point shooter yeah. for the most part. He's a. He's, so I don't think there's. That's what that's what makes it challenging because you know I think about it. And it's like ideally, you know, everybody wants him to blow it up, but I just think that if you blow it up, you really put yourself in a position where it's definitely going to take longer. To get to where you want to go, but I think that's so more of an an indictment upon the last two uh, presidents of this organization, Ernie Grunfeld and Tommy Shepard, right? Because they haven't neither one of them drafted guys with the intention of them being able someone to develop <laughs> to, to to develop to be a top of the line franchise leading player. Well, I mean, no, because if, in particular, Tommy Shepard was building the team around Bradley Beal. Uh-huh. So they were just adding pieces that they felt could help Bradley Beal. You know, I don't think that that... That's true. He was, though. That's not a lot of vision beyond that, if you really think about it. I know for sure Tommy Shepard was dead set on this being Bradley Beal's team. Was. I mean, I mean, shame. yeah, yeah, and, and that's true. But I mean, just look at the results, right? You, you drafted Johnny <laughs> no, Davis agree. and you drafted Corey Kispert. But that's that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like because he was dead set on this being Bradley Bill's team, the way he drafted reflected that. And so, to your point, when we think about it now, it's like if you take away Bradley Bill, if you take away like Kyle Kuzma, uh-huh. you just don't have anyone left that can step into that trash limelight. <laughs> trash, man. They did that's terrible, bro. They did a terrible job. Yeah, I mean, and considering I mean, some of the players who were on the board, you know, Johnny when they drafted. We had to say Johnny Davis, though, bro. We had to say Johnny Davis. No knock on you, Johnny, man. I respect all my light-skinned brothers, bro. You know yeah, I mean, and, and look. I don't want to be rude. I, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be rude when I say this, either. Yeah. But I also know, like, Tommy Shepard, he, what part of his, like, strategic vision was expanding the Wizards' footprint into other countries. Mm, yeah. So he did a lot of international drafting. But does that necessarily mean that he was drafting the best players no. For, no. for the team? Because he drafted you know Denny, I mean? though. Because he drafted Denny. Everybody tried to hype Denny like he was the second coming of – never mind. I can't say that. <laughs> I, look, I, I'm not even mad that he drafted Denny. I think Denny could – he has the upside to be a, a like Hito Turkoglu. Nah, don't disrespect Hito. I, I do no, think, no, I, Hito, I think he does. I look, think he does. Hito got a left and a right. No, and but but this but this is what I'm saying. But, right. but but this is what I'm saying. Like when you look at Denny Obvious game, right, yeah. and you say what he projected, with you know kind yeah. of a, a comp to yeah. him, a, a previous NBA comp. comp. Right. Yeah. You say all right <laughs> on the on the high side, we work on his ball handling, we work on his ability to. to 
right. his three-point shooting, then no possibly he could be I, I, I'm a heat the, I'm going to tell you the difference. And his, play, and his playmaking ability. Yeah, I'm going to tell you the difference. He has some of that, so I'm not going yes. to knock, I'm not gonna knock Denny. I'm going to tell you the difference between Denny and Hidu, and this is the truth, and this is going to be as easy as anything. Not even game. It's not even skill set related, because I do kind of agree with you to mm-hmm. a certain extent. Hito had heart. <laughs> he had heart even even when he wasn't didn't know English or whatever. He do have heart. Like yeah. did like Denny don't got heart. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Denny don't got heart. Like he don't. Denny a little soft. <laughs> Denny goes to the basket. Don't want to bang on you. He want to lay it up. He he. Denny got and that's something you gotta have. That's internal. That's not you don't grow. Yes. You, yes. you you have heart. That's just it's there. You either got it or you don't. Denny don't got that. I'm sorry, and, and, and I watched him, and, and Ray and I, I remember I, me and Ray watched Denny, we saw Denny's draft clips, and we was like, oh, this dude got game. I, I said Denny got game early. Mm-hmm. I said he got game. But when I saw him play, I was like, he don't got heart. That's not, and, it's, it, and if his skill gets to a different level, to a point it can mask his le- lack of heart, then he can be all right. Like, he can be better off. But his skill got to max out, though, bro. It's got to max out. That's my thing with him. That's it. Like, but other than that. Sure. He was a good one, though. It's a good comp, though. I ain't going to hold you. Yeah. That's a good comp. It's a good comp, though. No, I, was... I mean, whenever I saw him play, like, I, I, when I first saw him play, I was like, okay, I saw, I see the vision. I see what you want him to be, but oh. whether he can develop to that. And I think, hey, listen, you know, um, Michael Winger and Will Hawkins, they both come from OKC, and they both know what it's like to develop, to put together a player development. Um, a real fr- player. Yeah. Program, so you mean to get a good player though to get to really draft good players? Yeah, they know how to draft good players. Yeah, I mean, look, Ernie Crawford didn't know how to. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about what's his name? We're talking about Johnny Davis and stuff. This is terrible. It's um, like all new people. I know. Well, man. let me, I do, I want to ask just out of curiosity, go for it. What do you guys think is going to be the next step? Do you see it being a rebuild, or you think they're going to keep some pieces? Build around that. Um, yeah, I'll go first. Right. I think that they bring back. Oh, oh, okay, well, Brad's going to be here. Somebody got to get paid. You think Brad's going to be here? I think Brad's going to be here before the, the start. Oh, for the start, start of the season. Okay, okay. I also think that because he's his skill set is extremely rare. Christoph Porzingis will be here also. Oh, right? Kuz is gone. I think Kuz is gone. Okay. And I think if this team doesn't get off to a start where they are at least competing for the sixth seed in the East, that by the time the new year we'll start to hear talk and them eventually hit the reset button. Okay, so you think they're going to they're gonna start off trying to win? I think they're going to start off with trying to win. Okay, so this is what I think is going to happen. They're going to blow this crap up. <laughs> they're going to blow this shit up early. <laughs> Now they're gonna blow, I think in the draft, during the draft, they're gonna try to in the draft they're gonna see if they can get a uh, you know draft pick. I think they're gonna try to do it in the draft. If they don't do it in the draft, it'd be wrong. But they, I think they're gonna do, try to do it in the draft. You know, I think there's suitors out there. I think a team like Miami would be interested interested to try to get them ASAP. Um, mm-hmm. I do think so. I do think they're gonna blow it up. If I think I do think they're gonna keep a player though, even though they blow it up, because you gotta pay somebody. Like you gotta pay somebody. That's how the NBA. You gotta play one person. Like I don't know, you gonna give, you can give them the max money, but you gonna pay somebody. Um, so who who is that somebody? I think you can pay Kuz. Brad? No, 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 no. Brad getting traded. I think yeah, Kuz. I think Kuz, Kuz. Is, I think Kuz. They'll keep Kuz. I think cause, I think cause, I think Porzingis is going to try to go into a situation where he thinks he can win. I think Kuz doesn't care about winning per se as much as people like maybe Porzingis does. I think because Kuz has already experienced a championship, 
he is more likely to say, I can get my numbers, I can be an all-star, while Porzingis is like, dude, I'm getting older, I need to win a championship, I can't stay here. Like they're doing a rebuild. I can't trust this organization. Kuzma looks for – there's a lot of elements here in D.C. that Kuzma can kind of take advantage of. It's D- yeah, that's kind of what I was – That's it. Is that's that, why I was thinking yeah. that he would be the one. If they made a choice between the two, yeah. that's why I felt like he would be the one to well, stay. And I also just feel like – I don't. like I said, it's hard to say what they are – Building, but I feel like Kuz would fit into their scheme, whatever that might be. Well, yeah, I just looked at it from the aspect of both of these guys. Yeah, both of both of these guys have ties to to OKC, so they they when they see a unique talent, which I don't care what anyone says. Despite his injuries, oh Brad is oh no no Porzingis. oh yeah, Porzingis. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, Porzingis. Is a, oh definitely by he's far. a he's a unique uh, talent bro I'm gonna keep it a buck I think Porzingis was the best wizard last year I'm not this is not a knock on Porzingis and, I'm saying this and then there's also the the element of Porzingis has a player option yes so I don't necessarily see a lot of teams out there with the cap space to yeah, provide him true. with a long term contract that he potentially could be looking for so maybe he comes back this year. Shows that he's healthy, mm-hmm. and then next year in 2024, where teams possibly have a little bit more cap space, then he ventures out to become a free agent. It's possible, man. I mean, Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, no, no, I'm just saying, no, no, no. I was like, I, I think I like both scenarios, <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because I think in both scenarios, you did choose somebody out of. Uh, Cruz and KP are gonna be gone. Yeah, both ain't staying. I, don't th- I definitely don't. I definitely don't think both. Stay, but both are staying. Like I know that. Like I mean, I say no, but I have a good feel that both of them aren't are staying in are staying in DC. Um, I th- yeah, I, I think you? yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with that. That's why I say I think Porzingis opts in, and then Kuzma they help facilitate a trade so he, so he gets the. Salary that he wants. That's the only thing I, I guess. That's the thing that I'm like. The only thing about Kuz that which, one, which I'm agreeing with you, Will, is that I don't think if you're, if you're blowing this up because I do expect them to blow. I, th- I think they're blowing it up. They don't want to be tied into a contract that they can't get rid of. Um, so I guess it, it depends on the money that Kuz is looking for. You know what I'm saying? Because again, I, like I just said that Kuz is looking for. I don't think Kuz is all in for winning a championship. I don't think that's his thing. <laughs> no, I'm just being real. I know it sounds good, but I don't think he's all in for that. It sounds well, that good. did come up in the off season, like yeah. in his um, in his closing. You say well, he said he presser. wants to win. You said he wants to win. No, he didn't. No, he didn't necessarily uh, say that. He didn't say I don't want to win, but he he didn't necessarily. He said what he was saying is. Uh, there's multiple decisions. Mm-hmm. There's multiple like characteristics or decisions that go into like the f- decision that he makes. Yeah. So it's not all about winning. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, and somebody said, "Do you think that you have that viewpoint about there being like about it being like a multi layered decision?" Mm-hmm. Someone did ask, "Do you think you have that viewpoint because you already have a championship?" Mm. Um, so I do think. I mean, obviously, he don't want to be on like a straight losing team. <laughs> I only see I'm, my I thing is that I don't even go. Go ahead, go go ahead, go ahead, Karina. Go no, ahead. I was just gonna say, but I do think that he has some flexibility. But I do think money is probably more of a factor for him. Yeah, I think he just want them numbers, though. I think he want them all star numbers. I, he's want, wherever he can get them all star numbers. I think that's gonna really play a part of what he's trying to do. So we put this poll out there about Bill. <laughs> I'm saying, like, if for fans, are you in favor of Bill? 
I mean, being traded out of D.C., 100% said yes, though, bro. 100%. I mean, I ain't getting, but, like, 15 people vote. Like, 15 vote. Been... I dang, feel like bro. the sentiment has been for a long time. If you can see your face, Wole, like, just how happy you are. <laughs> feel to be traded. So everybody wanted, right? See, Will trying to say, my, I'm, can you see me cheesing? The, fans, to... have, yeah, the fans have definitely, I feel like, wanted that for a while yeah. for whatever reason. So. For whatever reason. It's a good reason. Will seeing me cheese and Will thinking I hate. I like Bradley Bill. He brings his family and everything. He brings his family to games. Bradley Bill is a nice guy. He's a salt of earth type of person. Like salt of the earth type of person. I have no issue with Bradley Bill. I think Bradley Bill is a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. I just don't think he is a number one. Is that but uh, who's going to be the face of your franchise? I do. I mean, I do Man. wonder. I'm not saying that. You know, man, I think that whoever they draft, they draft right. That could be the face of the fan- franchise. Because I'm gonna be real, like the draft pick should be the best player. If they, I, I have more, like like Will, I have like, more, like Will said, I have more confidence in this this front, this new front office about picking a player that can probably impact your team in the draft. And I don't even think mm-hmm. it's the strongest draft in the world, but still, I think they they can find somebody who's probably better off than Denny Avdia. And Johnny Davis, the carriers, and even, and I like Corey Kisper, Kisper, so I'm put that above. I like Corey. I think Corey's gotten better every year, but like, but Corey's limited right now. Of the as he is now as a ball player, he's limited compared to to be that guy. Like you need a guy who can set you up, right? Yep. And I think that you're better suited with a player in this draft than the guys you have on your team. I don't know. And hopefully that guy's Anthony Black from Arkansas. Oh, he all right too. Hopefully it's Johnny Davis, though. Hopefully he like he pans out. See, I said that with a smile. Johnny too. Davis. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. See, look, she's she, she's like repeating herself. You know, she don't think he that good. Like, you can no, tell it's her. not she, that. I, it's not well. She said she, I just don't. It's not that I don't think he's good, but I just don't. No, I know you don't think okay, he's bad. Like this. Um. He definitely got better towards the end of the season. It's his confidence for me. This is true. And I, I like feel like yeah. <laughs> I feel like you gotta be a confident player. And I just don't know. I think his confidence will get better. And I think he will be more sure of himself. But I just don't know if I see that same thing. I just don't know that he would ever have like that killer instinct or that like die but like I'm that guy. Uh-huh. I don't know if I get that from Johnny Davis. Like he'll play good. He'll play good. He'll give you numbers or whatnot. But I don't know that I feel that he's gonna be someone who scares anyone. No, he definitely won't scare anybody. He's Johnny Davis, man. Come on now, he's Johnny Davis. I mean, <laughs> I saw him. Look, man, I saw it. I saw. Him, I saw him. I saw him in Wisconsin. I was like, oh, they drafted him. Interesting. Okay, I see you, Johnny Davis. Great draft, <laughs> great draft pick, man! Amazing, hey, creative man. Appreciate you being on. Before we let you go, please let our listeners know how they can find you on social media and check out all of your great content. Like and plug everything, okay? Everything. Yes. So be sure to check me out on all social media platforms at Carita C Parks. That's where I put everything. But also. You can find me at Double Take Sports. That's at DBL Take Sports. And that's dbltakesports.com. Also, a contributing writer for Inside the uh, Sports Illustrated, Inside the Wizards. So you can catch some of my Wizards content there as well. And I think that is it. 
Well, Karita, thanks for being on. We appreciate you. You know, you got no podcast you want to plug or anything? You good? You straight? I'm good on the podcast All right, at the cool. moment. All right, cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. Besides, hey. besides swinging through to everybody else. All right, cool. All right. Appreciate you for being on. We appreciate you. Thanks appreciate for being you, on. Appreciate you, Miss Parks. Thanks, y'all. All right. All right. All right. Hey, again, follow Karita on Twitter. That's at C, 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 I mean, sorry, Karita C. Parks. That's at Karita C. Parks. Let's go right to the, the next one, Will T. All right, man. NBA Finals, man. It was dope. It was amazing. I don't know what the best finals in the world was, it really. But the, uh, the the Denver Nuggets won the NBA Finals, won the championship, being the Miami Heat in, in Game Five on Mon- on Monday. Series was series four one. Will T. I mean the game the, the score of that game was excuse me uh, ninety four to eighty nine. Will T. That was a low scoring. Yeah, re- yeah. Compared to all the rest of their I mean, games, that was a in a modern def- NBA. Yeah, that's a defense. That, that, that's considered a defensive yeah, struggle. I haven't seen that in a long time. All right, so we'll tell you your thoughts on thoughts on the game, man. Um, and we the just, series, and the series, bro. Well, we. How can I put this? Uh, Nikola Jokic officially crowned himself as the best player in the NBA Facts, now, though. right? Um, we look at yeah. what he was able to accomplish, and this is no knock to any of the other guys yeah. on his team, but he didn't ha- he didn't play with a guy who was voted to an All Star yeah. game, right? Um, the last guy I think to do that may have been um, Hakeem Olajuwon, the first championship that he won to do it like that. Yeah. Yeah, Dirk did a good job, Kerry, but I'm going to say he was like a center. Yeah. Because Dirk's not a center. Yeah, yeah, Dirk's not a center. Yeah, it's a king, man. Yeah, um, a so um, th- that's or the shot. first thing. Not shot, Kerry. Yeah, not shot. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's the first thing. Second thing, um, even though they didn't, they came up short, you got to, you know, take your hat off to the Miami Heat just as an organization, Eric Sposher as a coach. Uh-huh. Um, Eric Sposher did a – Great job of not only getting that team there, but keeping them competitive in most of the games. I know that, um, you know, game, what was it, game three was a blowout. Um, the final score, it was a blowout. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Game but, three, they came back and they fought. They yeah, fought. But, they, but they fought to the last whistle, you know. Um, they didn't give up. They did all the cliche things, you, you, you know, we talk about when we talk about, we talk yeah. about uh, professional sports, right? Yeah, uh-huh. And then... The third thing is, um, it's interesting um, to the dynamic of. All right, so there there was a move that Calvin Booth, former Wizard, um, who's the current GM of a lot of former Wizards, yeah, um, <laughs> current GM of the uh, Nuggets, made and he made he essentially sw- uh, swapped out draft picks with OKC, mm-hmm. understanding that kind of the window championship window uh-huh. for this team is now so he added um another i believe it was another draft he sent away a draft pick in 2029 and he received one i believe like, yeah. uh two or two or three draft picks next this year one next this year and i think two next, next year. year yeah they got one yeah they got one, a car yeah, one. yeah so crazy bro so that means to me that they're, they're trying to they're go for it now they're, they're trying to go they're, they're trying to go for it now they yeah. see that there's a possible window to make this as i mm-hmm. quote unquote put this a dynasty become a team that wins back-to-back championships, which they obviously – I mean, you just look at the landscape and look at the way this team played. They, why can't they, they be? They, why can't they be? I agree. Somebody – I mean, I'll, I'll read some tweets that we got about this topic. So, first off, I'm going to say, like, I was right about this. I <laughs> 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 rate was on here. So I, was like, I was right. Like, the hot, like I said, the hottest team was Denver. I said Denver is the reason – and this is the why I'm saying I was right. Because everything I thought 
was going to happen, happened, to be honest with you. I felt like, again, Miami, they, the, the key to Miami's defense to how they've been – no, not the key. One of the, the, one of the keys is that they play hard, right? That's just, that's just a fact. Then secondly is, that, is the zone, right? And, Will, you play, you play ball. You play organized ball. Um, you've coached organized ball, right? Mm-hmm. When you have an intelligent player, an intelligent offense, but let's say the, the, an intelligent player who's not about just trying to get buckets and whatever is willing to take the extra pass, and he happens to be your big in the zone, you got a big who can pass in the zone, then he's going to find the holes in the zone, right? Mm-hmm. And that zone is not effective anymore. You're playing against when you're playing against teams like. All right, so you played against Milwaukee. You didn't have Giannis for most. You didn't have Giannis and stuff. There wasn't a healthy Milwaukee squad, right? But you, you can say, I get, I claim that Jimmy won that series. I'll even give him that, right? Mm-hmm. The Knicks aren't aren't the most like the some of the the, the guys that you rely on aren't the smart. Other than other than the point guard, the other guys aren't the most intelligent basketball players in, in terms of playing smart ball. Even mm-hmm. Boston doesn't have intelligent basketball players when they're playing ball. We'll look at Jay, we'll say Jalen Brown forces forces plays. Uh, even Tatum will settle. Right now, you're playing the Denver Nuggets, who play a different brand of basketball. It's a sharing basketball type of game. It's getting an extra man the ball. This is different from playing a guy that you can key on and say, "Iso, okay, he's he's going to shoot the ball. We just got to guard him. He's going to do whatever it takes to get the ball up." Now you don't you don't know where shots are coming because the ball is moving. Right? Yeah. This is different. Like it's a different animal. Go ahead, but you and, say and I'll say this, and I know that um, I chose. The Sixers is the team to win the championship. Yes. Like um in the during the, the round during the um conference finals. Probably a better matchup. And you look at and you look at those and it's you take it from this perspective. You look at those two stars on the Sixers. You look at James Harden and you look at um Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. You know where those guys are gonna get the ball and you're yes. gonna be able to attack them True. and double team them and make them either make the smart basketball play, pass it out, or mm-hmm. make a play themselves, right? Um, with Nikola Jokic, you know that he that he may get the ball on the high post. Yes. You, may, you know he may bring the ball up down the floor, or he might get it in the in the low post. But what will happen is when you, if or when you bring the double, he will make the right basketball yes. play. He will know Bro. where that guy's rotating from, and he will know which guy is open, and he will hit that guy. And not only that, the players that they've built on the players they've put around Nikola Jokic. Um, play to his strength because they already know I'm cutting to the basket when Nikola gets the ball. Yes. I'm not standing still. Yeah, man. So I mean see look I mean some look at some of the plays with Aaron Gordon, bro. Like where Aaron like he gets the ball in the high at the free throw line in the in the plans zone, gets the ball in the free throw line. He dies forward. He has like a lay. He has that floater because his touch is amazing, right? Face it like he going like he doesn't fake it. Everybody assumes he's gonna shoot it. If they assume it, does a, a slick lob up to Aaron Gordon for a dunk. You know what I'm saying? Or Aaron Gordon, a lot of Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon does some type of – I don't know what Aaron Gordon be doing. I think he's playing a horse out there. Turn around and throw behind his back, you know, so on the oop. I'm, so I'm just like – it's just a different brand. So I just knew that was going to be a hard matchup for Miami. But all in all, like Miami, you know what I'm saying, like Jimmy played hard. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm glad Hemi Butler is not a thing anymore. I was telling folks, who's your king because your king is done. You know what I'm saying? Your king wasn't – he wasn't that dude averaging 17 points in the NBA Finals. He wasn't – he wasn't him. Um, he wasn't him, but he wasn't himself either because you oh, could see, tell look, that. Bro, bro, we didn't say this about look, look, I Look, LeBron wasn't himself either. No one gave him any leeway. Jimmy Butler, LeBron had, was playing, had to get surgery. So I don't even – look. Not, and Nikola sprained his ankle too. Look, bro, no, no, we're not doing that. He was seven. He scored, look, he was Jimmy Butler. If I, show, if I told you his shooting percentage prior to 
the the Milwaukee joint, you'd be like, like even even in the Knicks, even the Knicks one, his shooting percentage wasn't great. Forty three percent, forty two and thirty nine. He averages twenty four because you want to shoot the ball a lot because you're the guy, but your your shooting percentage wasn't the best. You know what I'm saying? All I'm saying is like, oh, that's gone. So like, so I'm just saying like, he wasn't him in this in the finals. When you when you need your guy, he wasn't him in the finals. Timmy Butler wasn't him in the finals. Okay, that's 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 I'm not fair. Knocking, that, I'm not that's knocking, fair. That's, not that's fair. I'm just saying. I'm just saying like, look, and I know how people will come they would come at me and they would say like, well, he had to do it by by himself and blah. Bruh, we didn't say look. In the closeout game, we I made the argument that who could have been the best player, who could have been Eastern Conference uh, final East uh, uh, Eastern Conference final MVP, Caleb Mark. So we had help there, but no one talks like and he wasn't. No one talks about he had no help. He had help the whole time. You know what I'm saying? He had help the whole time. So when when people aren't uh, doing their thing, I mean, not only that, if you think about it, I think Bam averaged 23. Bam dominated. He had help. Bam was the no. All right, so kick, let me do this. My Nigerian brother, I'm give you flowers. Because Van was amazing. Van was amazing. You know and what I'm saying? Van, I, I believe for the final season. Yeah, Van, no, no. They had no answer for Bam. They had no answer for Bam. Bam was amazing. Bam, I'm going to give Bam his flowers. Bam was amazing. Bam was him for the Miami Heat. He was him for the Miami Heat. But Jimmy wasn't him. Wasn't him, Butler at all. Wasn't that him? Nope. He was James. His name was James in the finals. James Butler. That's the name in the finals. Disrespectful, man. <laughs> James Butler. But you know who was him? Jokic, he was him. Jokic was him, twenty four seven. Gave you forty one in the loss. Jokic was you knew who who's the, like who's the best player on the field. I mean on the court. Who's the best player? Jokic. Yes, easily. It wasn't even doubting. You wouldn't even doubt it at all. That's what I said to Ray when he Ray's not here today. I said that the best Ray was like, well, you know, Butler's having that March Madness thing. I was like, nah, bro. The dudes having that March Madness, that March Madness kind of playoffs. Is is Jokic? No one is stopping the Joker at all. Nobody has even. Have you in the, in the finals? You'd be like in the playoffs. You'd be like, yeah, like he's still impacting the game even when he's off. The Lakers are still impacting the game because he's passing the ball. But anyway, we'll, I'm going back to your question because I, I put this out there. A lot of people said no on our poll, but you believe that the Denver Nuggets can repeat or the favorites to repeat? The favorites. To, for next year, if you had to look at the team, who? Yeah, I mean, if I if I, I'm just if I'm looking at that team, right, and I say, okay, Nikola Jokic, if even if he even if he he levels off or he or he yeah. his play is slightly below what it is, uh-huh. all right, you so that's still a triple double. That's what twenty seven, uh-huh. ten, and ten. Um, then I look at Jamal Murray. I think Jamal Murray is going to get better another year removed from that ACL sprain, yeah, that ACL tear. And then I, I and then I look at Calvin Booth's ability to put the necessary pieces around it. I think that this is a team that can repeat. Definitely can, definitely can. I'm gonna read this poll before we uh, go to break. Um, actually, I think I was, I'm gonna go back. Let me look at it right now. We gotta go to break, and because we're gonna have another guest, and we have to speed this up. Let's see. Hold on. I'm on. It's in here somewhere. We'll see. I got it. My it's all good. We here. We here. If I don't find it, we're gonna go to break regardless. All right, well let's just let's just go to break. Let's go to break. Hold on. Oh, I did I find it. Oh, yeah, I did I found it. Nah. Let's go to break, bro. <laughs> let's take this joint to break. And I'll I can talk about it on, on the other side of break, actually. I'll just mention on the side of break. Oh. What? Okay. All right. You want me to read it? I, go I got it. Right, TFO cool. on Lopez is back as a top dog. Adam Boxing's Wayne and Jeremiah Jermaine. <laughs> We'll join us to talk about Lopez defeating 
Taylor after the break. It's the Urban Sports Scene. For I just You dig? Deuces. On Empire Media. That's EmpireMedia.com. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Edo Cool J with a triumphant comeback. More But tonight. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants. Foot suffers and fear. Making the tears rain down like a monsoon. Listen to the bass go boom, explosion. You are listening to the urban sports scene with Wole and Will T. Our man Ray Jeezy is out for the day. About to pass you, man. Hold on. All right. But, but uh, hold on. They on. Hold on. So wait on. Hold, I'll, I'll introduce our guest, Will T. Okay. All right. All right. Right now, we are joined by hosts of the Adams Boxing Show, Wayne and Jermaine. What's up, Wayne and Jermaine? And welcome back to the urban sports scene. Yes, sir. Appreciate yes, sir. you having Appreciate me back on, my brother. Oh, man, we're glad to have you on, man. It's, look, it's exciting times in boxing, man. Yes, yes indeed. A whole lot going on. A, a lot whole, of news. A whole lot, man. But, you know, we want to talk about this, what happened on Saturday night. Teofino Lopez gave Josh Taylor his first career loss with a unanimous decision victory uh, to become the WBO junior welterweight champion. Uh, Jermaine, I'm going to start with you. Uh, your thoughts on that fight, my man? Well, I really wasn't surprised at the outcome Um uh, I've been saying all along that Teofimo was going was going to school Josh Taylor, and that's what he did. Um, he's a he's to me he's a better boxer than Josh Taylor. Jo- I, I, me personally, I've I've never been a, a real fan of Josh Taylor like that. Um, 
the last fight was very controversial with Jack Catterall, and I knew Teofimo was much better than Jack Catterall, so this wasn't surprising to me at all. I think a lot of people didn't expect this, but <laughs> I did. Exactly. He called it. Yeah. Jermaine oh, was on. <laughs> you know. All right. Um, after the fight, what's, first of all, what's up, fellas? Um, after what's the up, fight, brother? I'm good, man. After the fight, Tiafimo came out and said he's retired, point blank. I'm done. I'm retired. I know he's going through a lot personally. He, he alluded to it um, during his post-fight interview with regards to his fight for his kid. He said that's his most important fight from that, for, at this point. Mm -hmm. um, do you believe that he's retired? Let's go with you, Wayne. Mm -hmm. Since, since Jermaine started, nah. with you, Wayne. Mm -hmm. No, nah, nah, I think he's just in a moment right now. Mm -hmm. off a of, first of a, a win that nobody thought he was going to win. So, I no. No, I think he'll be back in no time. What you think, Jermaine? Yeah, I think he'll be back. I, I think the money talks. You know what I'm saying? I think he's just a little upset that he's not getting the type of money that he should, that he feels like he should be getting. Mm. Um, he's already upset that he was fighting in the theater at mm -hmm. Madison Square yeah, Garden was. instead of, instead of <laughs> uh, you know, where the Knicks play at. He's yeah. more upset about that. Yeah. You know, I, guess, I, I guess he thought that Spike Lee should have been watching him play instead of. <laughs> yeah. that, but. I guess he just wants the same amount of money like guys like Tank uh, Davis get. So, you know, it's a little enviness, but I think he'll be back when the right uh, amount of money gets offered to him. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. He he alluded to in his post-fight, in uh, one of his post-fight interviews, I think that his purse was a million dollars or something like that, um, if I'm not mistaken. I, I remember him mentioning something about a mil him fighting for a million dollars. Um, wh who do you think is the potential opponent out there that, would drive up that purse for him to and and help him cross back over to cross over to being a that a star in boxing outside of just the general purest fans of the sport. Well, I think I think of course Ryan Garcia. Um, if you want to talk about crossover, because there's going to be a lot of people that are not just boxing fans that's going to tune in to watch Ryan Garcia fight. Teofimo, but of course he can fight Tank Davis because he can cross up to the urban market. A lot of the black people watch Tank Davis, mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't know who Teofimo is in, in that world. So if he fought a guy like Tank Davis and gave him the business, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole nother stratosphere of money that that's going to come his way. The brain's truck is going to be thrown at him then if he's complaining about it now. Yeah. Hey, he yep. Tank Davis. <laughs> I mean, there's no telling how much money he'll get per fight now after he does that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that fight can happen, Tank and Teofimo? And would that happen at 140, or would he would he go down? Um, I think he probably have to go down because I know Tank's one of Tank's trainers said that they're not looking for, to go to 140 right now. So he would definitely have to go back down to 135 where he beat Lomachenko at if he wants to get a Tank fight. But I know Ryan Garcia is going is, is going to 140. Mm. So if he wants to fight with him, and he I guess he tweeted out that Ryan Garcia. Message him after the Josh Taylor fight and mention about fighting. So I think he should run to that if it's a money issue. Mm. He should take he in a heartbeat. Don't even think about it. Right. And get it and probably get a win too. Yeah. I would favor Tiafimo with no problem. So that one. What about what about Haney? Haney is talking about going to staying going to one forty. How about that fight? I would love that. I think that's the biggest fight for him at one forty. There's a lot of guys that get thrown out there with Haney, but those guys are not gonna get the, the type of money he probably would want. I think a T.O. female fresh off this win over Josh Taylor, and you match him right there with Devin Haney, that's an instant uh, uh, great match. You know what I'm saying? I think they could both sign that deal if it's presented to either yeah, one. I, I don't see why they would turn that down. Exactly. 
Yeah, I know that um, during the lead up to the fight, um, Bob Arum said that he wanted to speak with Bill Haney and Devin Haney. He wanted to, I believe, offer him a three-fight deal. And one of those fights was uh, a fight with Shakur uh, Stevenson, a fight with um, Tiafimo Lopez, and then a third fight. And I forgot what that third fight is. Or do you think, and I'm switching lanes over to Devin Haney, do, or do you think Devin Haney's next opponents will be uh, Regis? Uh, I forgot his oh, last. Oh, Regis. Uh, I know. That's what they said. There. What's their name? T. Fimo. T. Fimo. Yeah. Um, Regis. Uh, I can't. His Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jermaine. Tell them how you feel about that Haney program. Y'all got to hear this. Well, I think Devin Haney will outbox Regis program. I like Regis program. Regis program is a good fighter at 140. He lost to Josh Taylor. Um, that's his only loss. Um, Regis Progress is a good fighter, but I don't think he can box with Devin Haney. A lot of people make Regis Progress to be this big monster at 140, but he couldn't. He couldn't even hang with Josh Taylor. Like I mean, he did it. Well, he fought pretty good, but he didn't look like a monster versus Josh Taylor. We see what a guy like Teofimo did with him, and, and Devin Haney, in my opinion, can box just as good as Teofimo, if not better. So I would favor Devin Haney to beat Regis Progress. You know what I'm saying? But um, the biggest fight for Devin Haney at 140 right now, just off the latest buzz, is definitely Teal Fimo. I think that's I think that's the one. I agree with y'all, man. I think that's the one to have. I do. Um, yeah. Hey, man, this has been dope, fuck, man, fan for real. But before I let you go, before I let you two go, how can folks catch you catch your content on social media, um, your YouTube channel, everything? Let everybody know how they can reach you. Almost definitely, Adams Box Show on Twitter, Adams Box Show on YouTube. You can pop right up. And definitely appreciate everybody that subscribed to the YouTube, that comments on our Twitter. All our subscribers, man, definitely appreciate it. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, yeah just the urban, urban sports scene, man. PG County guys, yeah, man. You know yeah. we got y'all. I appreciate so y'all, man. Appreciate the love, brother. Hey, man, I saw the Shakur retweet, man, and the Shakur comment to your joint. That was dope, man. That was dope. Oh, yeah, most definitely. That Shout out to Shakur. Man, Hello. Brick City, New Jersey, man. Yeah. Oh, I, I do have one more question before right. I let you yeah, guys yeah. go. That's we. Um, to me, on July 29th, we got one of those legendary nights coming up yeah. um, where we, oh, yeah. we, we finally had the press conference yeah. where we had Earl Spence oh, Jr. Versus, um, face off against B- Terrence Bud Crawford. What do you guys, <laughs> what, are you, what are your predictions for that fight? And ultimately, you know we'll have you back on the yeah. week afterwards yeah. to talk uh, about it. You're crazy because me and my brother, we both had Errol Spence. We both picked Errol Spence last year, 2022. Right yeah. now, we have a 50 but we always favored Errol Spence over Terrence Carver over the years. But right now, we do have a 50-50 fight, though. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I feel I, I just, I'm just happy the way they, they're tackling this, man. Like, oh, yeah. I like the press. I just think that it's, you know, yeah, people are going to be extra in boxing, man. But I just feel like this is out of respect. Like, you see respect in this, man. And yeah, you see it. Right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's respect. It ain't all this clown shit. I mean, I mean, not to be, like, all whatever, but it ain't none of that. Mm-hmm. It's just straight. Yo, you good? I'm good. And we're gonna see who the we're best, see who the best is. is, man. Like, that's it. That's all we need. We don't need this little BS shoving and crap, all this other extra stuff. Like, yeah, you're gonna be confident in your skill. You're gonna say, yeah, I'm taking the straps and vice versa. And that's fine. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. But not that extra stuff, man. I'm glad they going into this. You can tell there's real respect. Like there's real love between the yeah. two. Like they just but they about to do they about to do damage to each other, man. Man, both guys know what each other is capable of doing. Errol Spence said he's a he's a fan of Terrence. They, yeah. Like like you know, and you don't talk like you don't see Errol talk like this about an opponent like that. Nah. So the respect is there. They know what each other's capable of uh-huh. for sure. Definitely. Hey y'all, man, appreciate y'all being on, man. We gonna wrap. We may do a show 
like a boxing special prior to this fight. I ain't sure. Okay. Like, but a bunch of folks, I'm gonna try to get you on. All right. It's probably gonna be like oh, yeah, a YouTube that's... video type thing, like on Zoom or something. We all a bunch of boxing pundits. We just gonna shoot the breeze about this particular fight. Cause this fight, this is the fight. Like that fight is the fight to talk about. Super fight. Yes, yeah. indeed. All right, y'all, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all, oh, brothers, you, man. Appreciate y'all, brother. Yes. All right, y'all take it easy. Take it easy, man. You too. All right. You, you guys too. All right. Hey, make sure you follow Jermaine and Wayne on Twitter at Adams Boxing Show. Also, follow their YouTube channel as well, man. This has been a dope show. I wouldn't do all the readout, but I'm tired. I get it, man. Made. I understand it, It's man. a good show, though. We had a bunch of great yeah, guests, Yeah, we, we had a bunch of great guests. Um, you know, Candy, Carita, yeah. um, Jermaine yeah, and Wayne. Yeah, man. So, action-packed, a lot of guests, a lot of mm-hmm. great conversation. And, uh, you know, of course, um, this is not Skip and Shannon. We'll be back next week. We'll be back. We'll be back. back. We're not breaking up. Oh, we're not know? breaking up. We brothers, bro. Like we don't. We, 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 yeah. we, we, we ain't no TV brothers. We brothers for real. Yeah, bro. we brothers. We brothers for real, for <laughs> real, real, man. man. So like, we'll be back to yeah. do another do another show next week. Yeah, you know it. All right, man. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene for ages. Yeah, dig. Deuces. Hey, Mega. Lead us out, big homie. Deuce.